When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and this with you Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast. That's right, folks. We took a hiatus. We're back here again to unpack this wacky show that we know and love and sometimes tolerate, but mostly love Mass Singer. Season seven is upon us. The good, the bad, the cuddly. I am, of course, your host, Puya, the Flask Zanvakili, ready to be here once again with you. And as always, I am not alone. I've got my ride or die with me. It is the one, the only, Liana, the candle, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I'm lit up, baby. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What else do candles do? Flicker? I'm, I'm, I'm shining. No, no, you are, you are, you are lit. That, that was great. We're good. I think that's, the, that's <laughs> where we go. Okay. I, I'm really excited to be back. I mean, it, I feel like I'm so inundated with reality television right now. The mass Singer absolutely snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. But once I started watching the episode, I was right back in it. It's so camp. It's so silly. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And I have so many emotions for such a silly show. So I can't wait to get into everything with you. Same. I mean, honestly, it came out of nowhere. I've been, I've been plugging it. Like, you know, we're coming up soon, starting with Survivor. But then once I hit play, it really became real because I will say this. Neither of us have really looked at the preseason stuff. We've not looked at the sneak. I haven't watched the sneak peek episode they put out. So I came into this relatively blind. I had seen some pictures of some of the costumes, but it's back and it's in the middle of all these other reality TV shows. But I will say out the gate, no spoilers yet. I'm, I, I'm, I think we're going to have a fun season. I'm very excited, cautiously very excited. I think so too. I think the way that they decided, well, <laughs> I, I feel initially I was like, Oh, old West, three teams, the good, the bad, and the cuddly. That's funny. That's so cute. I thought it was going to be three teams versus each other with like a champion from each team, but it seems oh, like same. they're mixing it up, which I was like, that seems like a terrible decision, but uh, okay. Work like go for it. Yeah. So the the title the the second title of the show this season is the good the bad and the cuddly and that refers to how they've grouped some of these performers so five of the costumes are dubbed the good five of them the baddies and five of them the cuddly of course 
And I know I keep wanting to say uglies and I'm like, no, not the uglies. <laughs> I mean, listen, sometimes some of the cuddlies can be some of the uglies. We'll definitely talk about one of that costumes when they come up here. But I was actually surprised by the way they did it. So the way the show ended up doing this first episode, we had two, two, one split on which teams got a person on to perform. And then ultimately one of them gets unmasked. And we move on. Now, what we've heard the rest of the format for the season to be is that next week and then the week after, we're going to see the same four people compete, go down to three, and then compete, go down to one. And then we're going to find a, a group, new group of five, Liana. Mm -hmm, right. So I think this is most similar to three season three but it's going to be less time before we get to meet the next group so to me that's what makes it palatable whereas i just felt like it was like what like six weeks or something insane uh, well maybe it's the same i don't know whatever it seems slightly better to me for some reason maybe i'm just more optimistic right now but uh, you know i, I thought I, I like it when they mix it up but if they were going to do the three teams which i thought it was going to be the good versus the bad versus the cuddly. I guess they are doing that, but it's like all at the same time, which seems weird. Yeah. I mean, it's a choice, a choice that I'm not quite mad at. I haven't figured out exactly how I feel about it, but I did enjoy not knowing who was going to be next because if it was like all the good, well, we know who all the good costumes are. We know who all the bad costumes are. So the fact that they switched it up was great. But I also might have missed when they said that at the start of the episode, or maybe they didn't. Because, I don't think they did. Yeah, like Nick was like, all right, and now the bad team is like, wait a minute, what? Bad yeah. team? <laughs> yeah, that's why it was really confusing, because I was like, oh, okay, which, like, right, we're going to start with the good, and this is like, you know, team good, all right, team good night. And I was like, the cuddly, oh, okay, all right, so we're starting with the cuddly, team cuddly, like, let's go team cuddly. And then we get the thingamabob goes first, and then up next was what, the ram? And I was, or no, what was it, the hydra? No. It was Cyclops. the, no, it was thingamabob, then the McTerrier. Oh, yeah, then the McTerrier, yes. And so we went to the good, and it was like, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I think I, I, think I missed a memo somewhere here. Mm -hmm. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Um, speaking of memos, though, let's pass one out to the audience right here, right now. Uh, just a reminder, if you are new here to this Mass Singer podcast, first of all, happy to have you. Welcome aboard for season seven. Uh, if you can leave us a rating or review at the top of the season, it's always appreciated. It allows people to find us. You can find that information over on robinswebsite.com slash Mass Singer, M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. Thank you so much for that in advance. The way we do the Mass Singer show, we go into it completely blind. We don't look up any articles that might speculate on who the people are. We don't look at any videos that speculate on who the people are. We do all our own research independently. And by that, I mean, I do my research. Like I, you know, look through some stuff on Wikipedia's potentially trying to figure some stuff out there. Liana does the same. Then we break it down live here for you on the podcast. So if you end up looking at some other videos and stuff, of course, go for it. You know, do how enjoy the show however you want to enjoy. Just please do not add us with your results or findings there just so that we can attempt to do it ourselves, if, if you may. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up here is that we're doing a bit of a format change for this season of The Masked Singer. Now, if you've noticed, this is the first time you're hearing from us this season, we did not do a draft for the season, and we pretty much got our first impressions here with this premiere episode. So here's what we're going to do for the season, okay? We're going to do our draft tonight, 
but we're doing it in three parts. So tonight, Liana and I will draft of the four people remaining from group A. When we get to episode four and they introduce the second group to us, we will do the same thing there and then we'll do the same thing in group C. So that way we would have each drafted six people out of the 12 that remain and we are set to go with the draft. And Leon, are you okay with this arrangement? You think that'll work? Yeah, I'm good with that. I feel like now that, you know, you did the Big Brother Canada draft and we did the Survivor draft, there's no preseason information that we can glean. So I almost feel like you get one episode, that's your preseason coverage. Those are your Mike Bloom interviews. And now you get to make a decision. Plus it makes the math easy. So I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that here's what we're gonna do. So obviously I won the draft. Shout out Puya. I did the thing. And I get to pick the draft order. However, because we're splitting it into three, it makes it a tad bit difficult because if I say I'm the first pick and then we alternate, technically I'll end up being first pick on all three batches. And that seems unfair because it's like three separate groups. So here's what I think we should do. And I think you're fine with this as well, potentially. Let's do, I pick the draft order for this one. And then in one of B or C, I can declare myself as the first pick there as well. And then the remaining group, whether it is B or C, you get to make the first pick and that's how we'll go about it. Yeah, I think that's fair. So essentially you get two first picks. I'll get one first pick, but I get two second round picks, right? So I yeah. think if uh, if you do the placement math, I'm sure it's close, but you still get the benefit of winning the draft last season. I get the benefit there. And then you unfortunately will end up with two fourth picks, but who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a group there where like all four are strong and that would be a winner situation that, there. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. And therefore, now that we're, since we're doing it that way, the way we're going to format these introductory episodes where we're meeting them for the first time, we're going to do it draft style. So I'll pick who I want to pick now and we'll just immediately talk about them first, their clue package or clue commercial, if you will, and their performance and so on. Yes. All right. That sounds perfect. Yeah. So we're still going to go through all the performances. It's just going to, we're doing the draft on top of it. So the order might change a little bit. So just a tad, just a a tad, a tadpole tad. (laughs) Right. So, Liana, before we get any further, real quick, what did you think about this Western Nick Cannon kicking open the saloon doors with the bedazzled cowboy hat? Yeah, I thought, it was, well, I thought it was good because it fit the good, the bad and the ugly because I was like, oh, OK, they're doing a Western theme. I, 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 I didn't, why would you not put the teams against each other? I just I don't understand. You have the good, the bad, the ugly. There's five in each team. There's five. There's three groups. They just Why? I don't. <laughs> well, it's fine. interesting because I, I my initial reaction was going to be, oh, it's because, you know, we have like, people have complained that you're putting the same three, four people against each other every week. There's no like cross competition early until the finals. But then when you realize that, oh, it's just these five they've picked and they're going to keep whittling each other down anyway. It's like, oh, so it's the same yeah. format. But then why would you put them in teams? Then? Yes, exactly. Why would they be grouped in the first place? Like it, it's like you come up with this really cool idea and then there's absolutely no follow through. You know what I mean? It's like in, in Survivor, if they had given out that advantage, like the amulet advantage amulet or whatever, but then like nothing ever like happened with it. It was like, okay, we got this really cool idea, smother yourself in mud. And then they just never gave them the amulets. Like you got to follow through with your cool ideas. <laughs> well, Stupid. can we quickly look at these who's in what group? 
because, you know, the other argument is, well, you know, everyone that's looking good, cuddly, bad, they're on the right group. So here's who is in the good group. Okay. So the good group has the McTarrier, the ringmaster, Prince. Um, (laughs) When (laughs) when the Prince was the first one to come out and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like it took me so long to real. Okay. No. So it's not like a, like a mascot version of Prince. You know what I'm saying? Like no, the artist it's, Prince. It's, the, it's frog. the frog. Yeah. You kiss no, a frog, know. they turn into a prince. <laughs> I, I know, but I thought it was going to be Prince. You thought it was going to be the prince. <laughs> I mean, obviously it can't be the prince. Right. Uh, but I thought it was going to be, you know how they have mascots of people? So I thought it was going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> For just a second until I saw the costume and then I got it. But when I heard the word prince, that's what I thought of. I will say I'm very happy you got it because, yeah. wow. <laughs> um, you're very smart. Armadillo, Firefly, Roundup, the good. They all seem right for the good team, okay? They're not in contention for me. They seem like they fit the mold. Then you've got the bad. The bad includes Ram, Queen Cobra, Jack in the Box, Hydra, and Cyclops. Again, I think they all seem like the bad, the villainous, like, ooh, spooky. So that's fine. They fit the mm-hmm. bad. It's the cuddly that I want to talk about real okay. quick. So the cuddly includes baby mammoth, who, of course, you take anything, make it a baby. It's usually cute. cute. Yeah. Easy done. Lemur. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, King Julian. I like to move it as well. They've Easy. got like big eyes and fluffy tails. So yeah. that's like cute. Miss They're Teddy. scary though. <laughs> which one? Lemurs. They're kind little of freaky. Bit. Miss Teddy <laughs> is the other cuddly one. Space Bunny, also cuddly. And then there's the thingamabob. Liana, who decided the thingamabob is cuddly? I would like to have a word with them. Okay, that's so funny because I actually didn't have a problem with the thingamabob being the cuddly one. Like, I, that's not the one that I thought that you were going to take issue with. I actually take issue with. Space Bunny. Why? I, dude, I don't know. Space Bunny's freaky. Space Bunny does look like they were repurposed from like the animatronic yes. band at a Chuck E. Yes. Cheese. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. It's a playtime pizza or whatever. It's one of those character movie thing. I don't know. It's really scary. But why are you scared of Thingamajig? You don't think a Thingamajig is fuzzy? No, Thingamajig was on season two. This is Thingamabob. Oh, oh my God. Don't. Okay. You know. Fine. I mean, thingamabob. Thingamab- yeah, thingamabob has like a fish's face, but then like the ears of like a <laughs> lynx, and then is wearing like a bedazzled like mirror type outfit with like furry ankles or like furry it's legs. Cute. I and, think like, it's boots. cute. I mean, listen, let, you, for, you know what? Perfect time. The first opinion piece, uh, Twitter response for the audience for this season is the thingamabob. Cute? Cuddly. Is it cuddly? Is it cuddly or not cuddly? Is it cuddly or not cuddly? Let us know on Twitter at Puyism at Leon RHAP. Thank you. All right. We've talked enough about non-draft stuff. Let's dive into the first pick of the draft. So I'm picking first. Yes. And I'm picking the person who made the biggest splash on the night. So much so that there had to be an encore. Give me the firefly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I I think it's an easy first pick. I 
I think that she is such a strong performer. I this is a this is a no brainer for me. Yeah. Let's peel back the Fireflies um, curtains potentially here by looking at the commercials, which for this episode, at least, they have now found a new way to pun, which I'm upset that we didn't get to this for six seasons. A clue commercial, Liana, take it away. Mm. Ah, yes, the, the clue commercial, which also they're they're like selling stuff. So it's like an infomercial, like especially kind of thing. Like it gave me infomercial it's, vibes, not just yeah. like great commercial vibes. It's not an well. The thing is, it's it's still an ad. It's just not an ad about them necessarily. It's more of an ad for a product, product. they're peddling, but it's also an ad for them because it's a clue package. So the duality the pro- was not lost in me. Do you think the product is a clue? Mm, mean, listen. Let us know what the what the clue Marshall said about Firefly and let's figure it out together. Okay. So the Firefly who like when she first walked out, she's obviously very she's very small as Jenny would she's got dancer legs, but then it felt like everybody had dancer legs, so I don't I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway, so the clue Marshall was that she was backstage. I thought it was a runway show at first, but it's clearly some type of stand up there was the program, yes. like the playbill that was her at the Apollo. Uh, so definitely some kind of acting thing. There was a weird framed photo of Tyler Perry. Uh, there was also the Statue of Liberty was another piece that was shown. And then her product that she was selling was the fly on the wall charger or whatever. Like a backup charger. Yes. Yes. It was on the fly. Oh, on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Fly on the Wall Productions, Big Brother. This is a Big Brother contestant. <laughs> I even wrote me. on the fly. <laughs> but you still, like, still said Fly on the Wall. No, I, I mean, I know. Lovely. It's cl- <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a Mass Singer podcast if Liana didn't do one of them. So I like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think necessarily that the um, that the clue package, the, the infomercial product is a clue because I wouldn't know where to look for that clue. What I do think you've pointed out, though, the the Apollo like comedy flyer thing, the stand up scene, Tyler Perry, Mm -hmm. Statue of Liberty. I think this is someone who either got their start in New York or got their start in comedy or is known for something New York themed or known for something in comedy is kind of where I'm looking at it. Okay, yeah. So actually, I'm happy. So if we're going to do our guesses. so. If y'all notice, during this episode, no vault guesses from the judges. Mm-hmm. So we too, as we we just mirror the great show that is The Mass Singer, we too will not be doing vault guesses. So we will be getting into every little single tiny thought that we had about who these people might be. Who are they? Yeah, the vault train has left the station and did not pick us up, so we will be seeing that vault train later. Is it an interesting choice for them not to bring it up? I wonder why, because I feel like they did, pretty much this last season, they did tailor a lot of it with the judges and the competition between them. Ooh, who's going to win the golden ear? So I'm very yeah. surprised that they chose to cut it out. I think they're probably just over it. You know, like, they, it felt like this season with the theme, they were trying to be, like, a little bit different. Like it might be and too so- much. Yeah, or I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's played out. We're at season seven. Like, whatever. Let's just drop it. 
drop the vault. No, drop the vault train. Keep the theme. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's nice. Good. Okay. That's good. Very good job by me. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that was pretty much the 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 like all of it with the clue package. Then came the pr- performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think the Firefly was like the only one that really went for more of a ballad approach mm-hmm. to start the season, which I didn't mind. But I did say encore earlier, and this is because one of the wildest things we've seen ever, let alone in a premiere, happened, Liana, where it's Ain't Nobody by Shaka Khan. It's a ballad version of that. The Firefly nails it, and it's it's soothing. It, it's filling me with joy. I'm loving it. And then the Firefly starts coughing, and there's panic in the room. They're, like, yelling for medics, and, and Ken Jong gets up to look at what's happening. and. I was terrified at what was going on. Initially, I thought it was like, I'm going to lean down and pretend something's wrong and then break into the chorus. It was most certainly not that. That's what I thought it was going to be, too. Yeah. So she, you know, is is starting the song. Everything seems normal. And she starts coughing. And I was like, oh, maybe she's just coughing but then i don't i don't know if this was the sound editing of it all because the way you can tell that someone's choking is there's no air coming through so you actually don't hear any coughing sound because the airway is blocked if you hear someone coughing that actually means they're not choking does that make sense so good science work right there boris i love it i know right so she's coughing but then all of a sudden the coughing stops but she's still like uh, dying and so then I was like, oh, my God, maybe she is choking. And then, you know, Ken, MD to the rescue, out of my way. I'm a doctor or, you know, I know exactly who Oh, my is God. Choking. That's why he ran up to the stage. I forgot he's yeah. a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty easy to forget given his actions. So I don't blame you. That's why. OK, that makes perfect sense now. OK. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he, like, he runs up to like do his thing. And, um, and then I was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen. And then they come back after the break and they just go into the last performance. Yeah. I don't understand why they couldn't edit that out. Just edit that out. I mean, it's the premiere. It's the premiere. It's, you know, for them, it's a way to like, like, oh, you never know what's going to happen on Mass Singer. I really think that's what happens here. <sighs> and this wasn't the first time we got something like this on the episode. We'll talk about the other time where we had a kind of like a first time, ooh, shocker moment on the episode yeah. itself. But what I found fascinating was, okay, so then this happens. Nick Cannon comes back with commercial break and says, uh, the Firefly is doing fine, but they're backstage. And as always, the show must go on. But then they continue with someone at the Ram. And then they bring the Firefly back next. And what I did notice, so it's the same song. Okay, Firefly is keeping that same energy, singing the same song. Did you notice, and I'm trying to like double check here, they did not really put any or as much smoke out, I feel like, as they did the first performance. Oh, I think I mean, that that's what caused why. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, if you look at the second frame of, of it, there is significantly less smoky smokiness in the air. There's like some but it's all like limited to below her. I don't know if they were able to fix that or I'm just looking at it wrong, but that is what I'm noticing. No, that makes, that makes sense. Why they would have to, uh, like maybe, yeah, I don't know, like why she was coughing in the first place, but I feel like they do it during rehearsals. Maybe they don't do the full smoke and mirrors during the rehearsals. So that ended up being the whole issue. But anyway, once she was able to sing, 
oh my God, there's a reason why she was the top pick. She's absolutely fabulous. And I think she's a very talented singer. Oh, the Firefly is phenomenal. And I really can't wait to see what the Firefly can give us because doing because like the Ain't Nobody is a more upbeat song. And and the way she was able to make it a ballad and it sounded like that's the original to me, mm-hmm. me like shows me range. Also, I'm not seeing a lot of difference in the smoke. I just quickly look back at the footage. Maybe that's wrong. Um, <laughs> OK, maybe. Not. Yeah, maybe uh, my smoke detection is off there. But I liked everything I saw from the Firefly. I think the Firefly is going to go a long way in this season and I'm very happy to have her on team Puya. Now the judges, they did, first of all, they gave the fireflies a standing O after, you know, going backstage, coming back to do it again, big standing O the two guesses that the judges put out, Liana, one was Alicia keys. The other was Aisha Tyler backed by Tyler Perry, Aisha Tyler Perry, which I thought was good comedian. Aisha Tyler. I like that. Now I've not been watching uh, whose line is it anyway as closely as I once did do we know if Aisha Tyler can sing because I'm not mad at this guess if she can she probably can she seems like one of those people that's very talented the only thing is is that she's very tall and mm, you're, you're hot. yeah doing the high check yeah is uh is not not so tall so I did who, did someone guess Monica um, Jenny did, I think, uh, backpack her guess with throwing Monica in there as well after okay. saying Aisha Tyler. Cause I was, Brandy was my, like, what may have been my vault guess because I felt like, isn't she, she's been in a Tyler Perry movie. I was trying to think of, I was like, okay, who's been in a Tyler Perry movie that I know can sing? So I was like, okay, Brandy. Mary J. Blige, although she's been busy with the Super Bowl, so probably not going to go on Mass Singer, but it would. There's Super Bowl appearances, right? Because do we know what the stats are for this season? Stats like the, for the how many Super-, Super Bowl? Yeah, you know how like at the beginning, oh. like they've been they've been to the DMV 15 times. They okay. have 17 children. They, you know, like that kind of thing. So the Mass Singer usually puts that in like their sneak peek. I have not checked that out, so. I would have to check it out to get back to you on that. Or unless it's on like the main Mass Singer season seven um article, which I don't see. No, it's not on the it's not on the Wikipedia at least, but Okay. Anyway, so okay, so yeah, so that's what I was thinking. So I was also the other thought I had was Taraji P. Henson, but I don't know. I think she can sing, right? Can she sing? I think so. I think so. Um yeah. You want to know some fun facts about this season? Yeah. Okay. So this is the first season since season four where there will be no wild cards. Oh, wild card. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly I forget. <laughs> no wild cards. Also first season without first impression guesses and yeah. the first season with an odd number of contestants at 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause they did three groups of six the last time. Yeah. Right. Season oh. eight, three. Yes, and also they've changed costume designers. They have lost Marina Toybina, who was the costume designer for Mass Singer US, and she was replaced by Tim Chappelle, who is the costume designer for Australian Mass Singer. Ah, 
okay. Interesting. Yeah, I did feel like the costumes had a slightly different vibe. I thought especially the uh, Hydra, I think, mm-hmm. is, like, insane. So we'll, we can talk about that. And Ringmaster, like, when we get there. But, okay, interesting. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. So that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next person, Liana. But that means you have to take us there. Who is the second person we're going to talk about and your pick in the draft? Okay, to me, this is also a no-brainer pick. I had my very clear order that I wanted to draft, and I am going to be going with the cuddly, the thingamabob. The thingamabob, okay. Thingamabob in the building. So the thingamabob is tall, can dance, which I liked. I felt was a really fabulous singer, and I actually have a... I feel like I know who this is. Oh, well, out the I gate. Don't. Okay, well, I don't actually, but I the clues <laughs> led me in one direction and one direction only, and I couldn't think, well, not one direction, but, you know, because that would be, like, come on, one direction's not going to be on the show. Okay. But it led me to a very clear idea, and I can't get that out of my head. So I'm curious to know what you thought as well, because maybe you can convince me otherwise. I am very, very excited um, to hear this because it would be awful if you think you figured someone out, but that also came through on a season where we're not doing vault guesses. <laughs> I mean, it's my luck. It makes sense. <laughs> okay. So clue package. What did you get from the clues? Okay. So let's go to the clue package. Uh, we figure out based on stuff. First of all, think about Bob, very tall. Um, there's some talk that maybe it could be a linebacker or a defensive lineman. And then the clues kind of made it, th- made you think that that's where we should be looking at is a football player because there was the, um, the bulldog was there. Uh, there was a tackle box tackling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see the fishing net or the butterfly net kind of looked like it could be like a lacrosse thing. So again, athlete, more athlete. So I completely thought they were telling me it's a football player. Then there was a Hotel California reference in there. And by reference, I mean, there was like a building that's at Hotel California on it. Um, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure where to look with the thingamabob, especially after the performance, because I don't think it's a football player. Oh, you don't think it's a football guy? Okay, well, <laughs> if you, I mean, listen, even if I do, I don't know football players like that to tell you, oh, this person can sing, this person can't sing. So then you're completely defaulting to you here. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. The mass singer will typically do this where they put so many clues into one profession in the very first clue package, but it's not that like they did with the uh, Natasha Bedingfield. Her clues were all TikTok star, TikTok star, social media star, TikTok star. But it was just because she had that, you know, her song like re became famous because of social media. So that was why they had her. So this could be a situation where it's actually not an athlete, but they just put in all of these athlete things. So I'm very prepared to be completely wrong. However, as soon as I saw the Eagle, the, all the football stuff, the tackle box, all that, and the bell, I thought of the Philadelphia Eagles and I could not get the Philadelphia Eagles out of my brain. So I Googled Philadelphia Eagles players that can sing. And I got two names, Jason Kelsey, who is, I think, a tight end for the Eagles or was a tight end 
right? He's still, does he still play for the Eagles? Uh, again, wrong person. Uh, my football yeah. is soccer. So, uh, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, American football player for the Eagles. He is like, has been to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. Okay. So, that fits. Like, that could very much be the case. Apparently, he sang at, he sang at like some ba- basketball game or something. And he like leads there. He, yeah, he sang the national anthem at a Sixers game. Okay. So I was like, okay, so this could be a guy. The other guy that came up on my list was Jordan Malata. Malata. I don't know. He's also a Philadelphia player, but he is a tackle, tackle box. He's an offensive tackle, tackle, tackle box, tackle. And he previously played in a rugby league. For the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Boom. That's good. I, I like genuinely could not believe I was like, oh my God, all the clues line up. I'm a genius. Okay. Now, may I hit you with an alternative <laughs> here? Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I'm seeing all these clues and I'm thinking, I definitely know football. And I'm seeing the bell. And I'm thinking football, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. There's a band called the Eagles. What about one of the band members from the Eagles? Could it be one of them? Okay. So let's see. If it was going to be someone from the Eagles, how old are they? (laughs) So Don Henley is 74. Yeah. Joe Walsh (laughs) is 74. Timothy Schmidt. (laughs) Is 74. (laughs) Deacon Frey is, does not have a wiki. Oh, wait. Yeah, which like, okay, so because they have the album, right? Hotel California, which is where that clue would come from. But this guy does not move like a, I mean, look, modern medicine being a celebrity, I'm sure, but this guy does not move like a 74 year old. Okay, so there is, okay, so one of them has passed in 2018. Then there's Vince Gill, who was 64. Okay, so your guess is Vince Gill. No, I don't have a guess. We're oh, not doing okay. guesses. Um, <laughs> I'm merely speculating because, again, I don't know. The, did you get to listen to any of these two football no. players sing? No, but when I Googled if the I get, I Philadelphia Eagles players that can sing, watch and be amazed by Eagles rookie Jordan Malata. Malata? So... What I would argue with that is I didn't feel like there was a lot of movement from the thingamabob, but I also do agree that probably not a 74-year-old in that costume. It was more like before he performed when he was jumping and dancing when he came out. Now, again, all of this is predicated on the fact that it is indeed a football player, which, as I, as I mentioned, Mass Singer has a tendency to completely do the pulling out the thing from, you know, pulling out the rug from underneath your feet where they give you all those clues. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a football player, it's a football player. And it's not even a football player. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, and like and the, I don't know what the fishing does that I didn't get. I don't know what the fishing does. Again, I do think you're right, though, in that typically they'll give us all the layup clues if that person is not long for this um, realm mm-hmm. on The Masked Singer. But I feel like the thingamabob could make it to the finals. Yeah, I right? To the finals of at least the final face-off of this episode three. So mm-hmm. Then would they have given us these clues? What if the yeah, exactly. the bulldog is simply a clue to hey uh, Nick Cannon? This person knows Nick Cannon. Who yeah. knows Nick Cannon? 
So then we can look at, you know, uh, some other stuff that Nick Cannon's been in, you know, like a real husband of Hollywood and see who's on there. Could this be Boris Cujo? Could this be JB Smoove? Could this be Dwayne Martin? Uh, don't know. So <laughs> what I do know though, Liana, is that the performance of Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi to start the season was phenomenal. I love this performance. I thought it was really good. The backup dancers were tripping me out a little bit. I couldn't tell what the backup dancers were. You know, typically, oh, the McTerrier's coming on. There's like poodle dancers. I don't know. The, the thingamabobs dancers were like purple with purple hair. And then there were guitaring. But then there was one in like the box above the thingamabob that had like, like, it was like taller with like dreads. No, it's like a palm tree. It's like a dancing palm tree with like big fingers and a pink guitar. It, I don't know what to tell you about what the dancers were, but I was intrigued. And I like that it was like the motif was, yeah, we're at a storage container shipment area by the water, you know, where like there's mm-hmm. all those big metal like travel container things. So I like the performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the performance as well. I thought it was really fun. Again, a great singer. I actually debated taking, like, if you had somehow given me the first pick, I actually thought about taking the thingamabob first because I felt like the Firefly is always my go-to, like, kind of pick. And like, maybe I want yeah, to try you typically, different. yes, yes. So I, I'm here for it. You're. It's not a bad pick at two. It's really not a bad pick at yeah. two. Now, we've speculated enough about who we think this could be. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles the band, who knows? But let's see what the judges thought, okay? So the judges, Ken went with James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica, okay? Mm -hmm. Jenny went an interesting route, I thought. So Jenny took it to be, you know, wrestling bell, bulldog, like the running, like a bulldog, like a wrestling maneuver, running bulldog, says Chris Jericho. Now, I'm familiar with Chris Jericho as a singer. Chris Jericho has a band named Fozzie, and I've listened to a lot of their music back in high school. This is not Wait, Chris is Jericho. Is he the wrestler? Chris Jericho? Who not there a wrestler named Chris Jericho? Yeah. The, the, why would That's this guy. Yeah. Why would we be referencing wrestling? Oh, I well, I don't know. I oh, oh, okay. I got confused. What? Hold on. Explain. No, no, no. I just I I misheard. I misheard. I misheard. Are you listening? You see, Leon. Yes, I am listening. listening yes, me. I am. Li- yes, I am. I just my brain shut off for a second. Also, the thingamabob looks very tall, and Chris Jericho's six foot. So, aside from the fact that I know it's not Chris Jericho based on voice, Chris Jericho's yeah. not that tall. Um, then Robin Thicke won with Terrell Owens. Uh, I guess, but I feel like isn't Terrell Owens not? I mean, he's tall, but I don't think he's that tall because I felt like the thingamabob was really tall. Mm-hmm. It could True. be, you know, the little like. Uh, I guess he's also six three. I don't know. I feel like Terrell Owens is not doing the mass singer. Can Terrell Owens sing like that? I don't, I don't know. Well, listen. Maybe we have time for the week to listen to the NFL's. Now this is what I call music, Volume <laughs> Eight, and get back to everyone about it. <laughs> they should do that. I mean, they kind of did it with the Super Bowl Shuffle, and then they never really like recaptured that that magic yeah Mm -hmm. okay well i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not sure who i'm gonna pick next here so let's take a quick break and when we come back i'll tell you who pick number three is all right liana pick number three on the board or about to be on the board 
It was a big drop off. After the first two picks, it was a steep drop off for me down to either Cyclops or the Ram. However, one of them is better than the other. So by picking this person, I'm giving you the other. Give me from Team Bad, give me Cyclops. Put Cyclops on my team. What do you think about that? I thought the Ram was better. Are you joking me? I I I I I I thought the Ram okay here's the thing the cyclops at first i was like ooh, and then i was like yeah and then the ram was like yeah and then i was like ooh. you know what i'm saying classic ooh yeah yeah ooh mix up of course yeah you know what i'm you know what i'm saying so i i can't remember ultimately where i ended up landing but i agree that there is like sort of the top two drop bottom two mm-hmm. so i you know whatever it's fine i can't be mad i just can't imagine the cyclops moving i actually thought you might consider going for the ram because of the razzle dazzle of it all because the cyclops has this like massive head it's huge it looks so heavy it does it does look heavy it is heavy it looks very difficult to walk in but what i would say for that is i i just don't see the ram being anything beyond the razzle dazzle and even the razzle mm-hmm. dazzle wasn't dazzling me or razzling me all that much Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So, what about the Cyclops? So, let's look at the Cyclops's clue-mercial. Um, the Cyclops lives. It's like in a in a cluttered mess under the bed. But I think that's more Cyclops than unmasked version of Cyclops. The three big clues I picked out of this were the compass that was pointing southeast. Yep. The turtle that had a cowboy hat on, and then the comic book. Okay, those are the three okay. big things I found. Did you find anything else that I'm missing from my notes? The, the turtle with the cowboy hat. And then also there were a lot of stuffed bears and also one of the bears had a hat. I feel like hats are a big deal. There's like a very specific type of hat. Maybe the Cyclops is someone that can wear many hats if you get what I'm saying. I felt like it was the same hat. Okay. Like it was a cowboy hat and then also kind of looked like a cowboy hat. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. It kind of because like the Cyclops is clearly in like a kid's room, so maybe that's not got to do with anything. But also, the compass was on top of a pumpkin. Does that give you anything? There was like a lot of stuff in the room, so I was having a hard time determining what was important and what wasn't important. Like, yeah, you're right. Is is it a southeast pumpkin? <laughs> the old southeast thing? pumpkin yeah i'll be honest with you i don't know who this is i don't know where to look i think the comic book is a good clue for me to use to dig because okay. if you remember the fox's clue back in season two had a huge comic book um styling to it as well which we found mm-hmm. out was because wayne brady had illustrated a comic book or um had collaborated in some kind of comic book type thing at mm-hmm. some point so that could be an interesting clue. Uh, could this be someone that has starred in a movie that has comic book characters or in a show that features comic book characters? Or is it just someone who's worked with comic books? I don't know. Southeast, you know me, my geography is garbage. So I wouldn't be able to tell you, oh, that's because they're from this region. I don't know which regions are in Southeast. So I'd have to look that up. Uh, so you think like Southeast, like, is, do you think it's U.S. centric or the world? Like, are we talking like Southeast Asia, Australia? Oh, I or would imagine like Florida. U.S. 
I would imagine, oh, okay. oh Florida, maybe Florida. Yeah. That's okay. what I would imagine. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Tell me about the performance or if you have a bit of a guess on who it could be. Tell me that. <laughs> it was so well. Okay. I'll talk about the performance. It was Creed, which made me start laughing, but it was, it was good. It was fine. I felt like this was a, a more mature voice. And this, I can't, again, I can't remember if this is the ooh ah or an ah ooh. But either way, I had some type of change in opinion while I was listening to it, either for the better or for the worse. But what was really of note is that there were no backup dancers. So it was just the Cyclops kind of like planting his little sandaled feet in the middle of the stage, just mm-hmm. sort of singing his, his heart out. And that was really cute. I thought that the lightning and the fire and all of those things in the background were really fun as well. Yeah, I thought the performance was okay. Um, the yeah, it was, it was okay. fine. It was, I did like the blue flames motif. That was cool. Um, I beyond that, honestly, I don't have much to add because I felt like it was a middle of the road fine performance. Again, a safe enough performance that you're there to do this again at least one more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think you know we've discussed this at length on this podcast, but next episode could come down to the the song choice. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I still fancy the Cyclops' odds over the Rams' odds. Now, yeah, I, yeah go ahead. Well, it's either, yeah, I agree. It's either the Cyclops or the Rams, so I think it's just a matter of which one of the two of them is going to go home. Yes, I did like that the Cyclops' eye was, like, shining. Like, there's a light in there, it feels it like. It moves. It does move. It yeah. is the, It is the second costume, I think, since the Serpent that moves like that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did fancy that quite a bit. Um, and, and I do think that, you know, I, I enjoy when they do sell this. It's good to know that even though we've lost the original costume designer, that the new costume designer is still doing stuff like this innovation. I've not been watching Australian Mass Singer, so maybe they've been doing that there, too. But I've just I don't know. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that quite a bit. OK, so. This was my guess for who this person could be. So the things that stood out to me, Southeast, but I interpreted it Southeast, like Australia, Southeast. Mm -hmm. And I saw the turtle with the little cowboy hat and comic book being like animated, comic and animated animals, turtle in the water in the, so I, I thought it was the voice actor of the turtle from Finding Nemo. And you are going to present this as a legitimate <laughs> vaulted guess if we have to do that this season. That is correct. I, I would have Google lost it. my mind. <laughs> His name is Andrew Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what, what's the point of podcasting? Might as well just retire now and live off of that bet. <laughs> I know I nailed it because he does. So he's like a writer. He like wrote Wally and he's mm-hmm. been working for like animation, Pixar, and cart cut <laughs> cartoon comic. Intr- so turtle comic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is right there. So, but it was wearing a hat. Puya. It wasn't okay. a bandana. It was a hat. Maybe it's like Teenage Just Mutant Ninja the- Turtles, but like Southern. Eastern, Southern Eastern, Southeastern, if you will. South, uh, that's what I meant. I don't know. Okay. Well, the turtle's name was Crush. Thank you for that. That's a good fun fact. Thank you. Oh, I was, does that relate? 
Was there a crush? Did he have a crush on anybody? Thankfully not. We have not reached the I'm a performer that has a crush on one of the judges portion of the season yet. So, oh, we'll but wait. Oh, my God. When it was the Hotel California clue for the thingamabob, I was like, well, I'm sure he stayed in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I mean, you know, oh, we've reached the second time. I'm going to ask the audience a question. Have you never stayed at a hotel? Let us know. I'm Do curious. motels count? Motels count. Okay, so motel yeah. or hotel. Do Airbnbs, Airbnbs count? Airbnbs do not count. No, let's okay. go with a hotel or a, something with like a desk that you have to check into. Yeah, okay. let's go with that. Okay. Uh, let's see what the judges said since we didn't really have a direction to go to. This was the wildest like variety of guesses, I think, so far for me. So Jenny McCarthy guesses William Zapka, of course, Cobra Kai. <laughs> Okay, the nemesis of the Karate Kid, William Zapka. Nicole guesses Danny McBride because of uh, what was it, Eastbound and Down? Eastbound and Down, yeah. Not mad at that based on the compass. That's not a bad guess. Okay, Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke said, "I think based on some references from from the MTV realm and and the DC Shoes sponsorship." I'm going to guess Rob Deerdeck for this one. Of course, if you're hearing that name here, why does that sound familiar? Rob Deerdeck is single-handedly carrying MTV on his back somehow with hours and hours and hours of ridiculousness. Liana, the only thing more ridiculousness than ridiculousness is the ridiculousness of this guess by Robin. Yeah, you know, at, at least some of the proceeds from the thingamabob will go to help Robin Thicke's wardrobe. If only they could also go to help Robin Thicke's guess here. Listen, <laughs> yeah, it was a choice. Yeah, Robin Thicke decided one season, I'm going to dress in only Hawaiian shirts and no one's ever going to let him forget it. Doesn't matter what he does after that. Like remember season five when you kind of just dressed down for the whole thing? Yeah, we're not going to let you forget that anytime soon. I did like that, <laughs> that they threw true. a jab at him. It was great. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, what's more hilarious okay. is that now you are going to have to champion this next pick and why they're a good pick. Okay. Yes. So the Ram team baddies. Let's go. Also, I hate the fact that Jenny is, of course, the representative from Team Bad. Like, Are we surprised? She is the no. villain. I mean, yes. But it's like, you know how sometimes they're villains, but they're more anti-heroes, whereas she's just evil? Yeah, she's Whatever. no Walter White. She's Voldemort. She's 100% Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Ram also seems like a pretty big, strong guy, but not as tall. I felt like once he was standing next to Nick, somewhere closer to like six feet tall. And from the clue package, I feel like we got a lot of football. But this made me equally feeling better about my previous Philadelphia Eagles guess. And also, like, I felt both better and worse. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, well, maybe this is the decoy. Like, this is the person that they want us to think is a football player, but actually isn't a football player. Huh. Because we get in the clue package. They're at the theater. There's the sign that says Hamlet x Macbeth. And then the whole advertisement is for shaving, which I don't, again, I don't know if that's relevant. But there was a football ref. There was a quarter return written on a piggy bank. And then there was like a quarter being put in its back. So everybody's like, oh my God, quarterback. I and mean, there was a horse. Yes, there was a horse. Yeah. So what's interesting about what you're saying to me is that after the performance, I thought 
I think the Rams out. So I thought more than anything, this is a hundred percent a football oh. player. It's a hundred percent a quarterback. And then I was just trying to figure out which quarterback is it going to be? There's a horse. Is this a Bronco? They mentioned the Colt. So I was like, Oh, is this a Colt? So that's where my head went with all this. But let me give you some parts of the, the clue that I felt like didn't really necessarily give me the football vibes. So there were antlers on the mirror. Now, this could be a reference to like Buck, the Bucks, the Buccaneers, or the Milwaukee Bucks, either or could be a non-sport reference. Then there was the vibe. You mentioned what was the product again? The shaver. It was yes. the Ram Scraper. Yeah. So <laughs> horrible name. So for me, the 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 clue package starts with like a hey girl kind of vibe, like the Ryan Gosling meme, but if you think about it, it kind of gave me Old Spice vibes. It kind of gave me that Old Spice commercial feel. So oh. I thought, I wrote in my notes, like, uh, Terry Crews, question mark. I know he's the last person that's been the Old Spice guy. So I thought, is this someone who has been, like, you know, working with Old Spice, maybe? Mm-hmm. Just because of the way the commercial, the, the clue commercial was set up. But then the performance happens, and it is, uh, I want you to want me by Cheap Trick. I did love the motif of the of the background quite a bit. This was an awful musical performance, though. Oh, you're being mean. I am most definitely not being mean. I thought it was the worst performance of the night. Genuinely. I didn't think it was that bad. I think the Ram gets saved because of how cool everything else looked. I think, first of all, the Ram's costume oh. is top tier. I really do love the Ram's costume. It's like a like a Spartan warrior with like a Rams helmet, which I mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, and then the dancers were good. The Roman motif, the columns were great. The Everything there I liked a lot. But this was, and not to sound Simon Cowlish, this was like a karaoke performance at best. And not even a 8 p.m. karaoke, you're one beer deep. Like 1 a.m., you've had a couple, a couple beers and then you've slammed like two tequila shots bad that's how i felt about it i guess the song that would explain the song choice (laughs) (laughs) i i like i think okay all right i figured it out based on my notes the ram was the one that i thought was good but then wasn't as good as i originally thought and the cyclops got better so that makes sense and then that also makes sense with you picking cyclops over the ram i think i was initially maybe i was also like you mentioned wowed by how cool everything looked and by the costumes mm-hmm. i thought it looked really cool it was fun and then yeah it was fun and then the longer it went along the longer i was like mm, okay <laughs> yeah the oofs came out for me and then you know to top it all off jenny says you know you came out here as a baddie but you know you're not so bad jenny stop it stop lying to me i know he's bad <laughs> I know he is bad for a reason. He's on the bad team because he's not good. Period. He ain't ever been with a baddie. I'm glad we got that one time we can use that reference this season out of the way right here, right now. No. (laughs) He ain't never been with a baddie. So now tell me what you thought about the judges' guesses here. I don't remember them. Oh, yes. No, I do. Because they were fixated on the whole football of it all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think this is a football player because I'm convinced that the thingamabob is a football player, which means that the Ram most likely is not a football player because I don't think that they would put two football players together in the same group. Now, they totally would. And I'm just trying to give them credit, but whatever. So 
Here's my thought. I think it's an actor. I got, I picked up on the Hamlet, the Macbeth, the theater. I picked up on all of that. I think it's an actor, but maybe they played a football player. You okay. know what I mean? So like I know who I want to guess. From, ooh, is it, are, is it following my logic? Uh, I mean, I'm going to guess an actor who played a football player. Okay. I like that. Uh, what's the name of the, the guy from Blue Mountain State? Oh my god. <laughs> Which one? Thad or Thad. the other guy? No, not the, not Moran. I feel like Moran kind of is a yeah, nothing but- burger of a celebrity. Thad has been doing some stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what makes me feel like it's more the other way around. You think it's Moran? No, I mean maybe it could be. Okay, what's that actor's name? Let's see. Uh, he's Alex Mountain Moran State. to me, but tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you will always be Alex Moran in the, in my eyes. Uh, let's see. What's Thad's name? The actor. He played Aquaman, right? Didn't he play Aquaman? No, no. not Aquaman. No, no. You know what I'm thinking of? He played... Do I know what you're thinking of? I don't think so. Okay, Thad actor, Blue Mountain State. <laughs> he was He was in... He was in some type of superhero movie. He... Oh, he was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, what am I thinking of? Couldn't I'm definitely tell you. thinking of Thad, though. Are you sure you're thinking <sighs> of Thad, though? No. Maybe I'm thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, Hunger Games! Yes, yes, he played the gu- the water guy from, from, from Hunger Games. What's the what was water that guy's guy? name? Is it, <sighs> is it in the first movie? Because that's the only one I've watched. No, 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 no. Uh, no, he was in he was in the second he was in the second movie. The second movie. Okay, this is like this is like your your parents and they can't yeah. remember anything. Okay, the, Alex Moran, his actor is Darren Brooks. Okay, just to like clear that up. And the guy who plays Thad, his name is Alan Rich Richson. Rich Richson. Sure. Sure. Did that help? Uh, no, it did not help. Um, but. What I do think is, I personally, I think we're on the opposite sides here. I think this is at least either a football player or someone linked to the world of football in some way, shape, or form. Now, whether it's they were featured in a commercial during the Super Bowl or something like that, or Mm -hmm. they are, you know, they uh, are like a journalist in the realm of football or sports, or they're like a like a staffing coach of some sort. Water boy, it's the world of football in some way. I just can't help but think that the Ram is definitely getting on mass next episode, and it has to be more of a gimme than uh the next. Because, because real quick, Matthew Stafford was Ken's guest, Peyton Manning was Robin's guest. We can now move on to the next performance here. The next one, the undrafted, the unmasked. The Mick Terrier is the last person we're talking about here. Leon, a part of me thinks that. The only reason the Ram is still here is because the McTerrier's mask gets removed by mistake after the performance. Thoughts? You think so? No, I think it's justifiable that the McTerrier, which also every single time McTerrier, I ke- I only think of McDonald's and it's like the McDonald's dog, the McTerrier, and I can't get that out of my brain. I thought the performance was not bad. 
Okay, I feel like we didn't acknowledge the McTerrier McDonald's part of this. I don't. Statement. Is there actually a McTerrier <laughs> yeah, dog well, does mascot? Ronald McDonald, does Ronald McDonald own a dog? If so, it should be the McTerrier. Why should it be the McTerrier? Why shouldn't it be like the McPoodle? Yeah, that's fine. He doesn't necessarily. I, like, I don't know what breed Ronald McDonald would own, but, it, you know, given the fact that we have a McTerrier here, I feel like it should be the McTerrier. Fine. Okay, whatever. Good joke. <laughs> it's, it's not a joke. It's a thought. You're supposed. I feel like you're laughing, mocking me now. No, that was very funny. It was good. You're being mean. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're being mean. Nah, you. You're very funny, and I enjoy okay. you. I think. I think he shook his mask off because he couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> It it was de- okay. So let, we'll get there when we get there because we can oh. we can have thoughts about it. So the McTerrier, you know, I used to back in the day write down what song they walk out on, but this season I didn't really do that. But I can tell you this: the McTerrier walks out to bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because they're of course you know they're going for the whole Scottish thing. That was a that, that was, was a choice. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. So Lawrence Cheney. Please. I, I've been I'm I'm getting word from the audience. They're telling you to stop. Okay. All right. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> yeah, Liana's accents are not her strong suit. No. <laughs> well, tell us about the commercial less. I was told to be quiet. <laughs> I don't understand. All right. Well, look, the whole. Okay. Well, I. All right. Fine. The clues. All right. So it was a. This was the one that was a. Oh, okay. This is an infomercial style thing because the McTerrier was on the television screen and was like, What's up, dogs? I have my Terry towel. And you can do a lot of stuff with it. You can clean your face when you smash. This was a sham wow skit. Yeah. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, is the ShamWow guy canceled? Did he die? No, that was... I think he's the just canceled. Guy. Did he get canceled? No, the MyPillow guy is canceled. ShamWow I don't think the ShamWow guy. guy's just chilling freebie. I, I think the ShamWow guy's also canceled. Okay. Alright, so ShamWow guy. So that was my first thought. I was like, it's the ShamWow guy. And then I couldn't remember who's canceled or not. So I was like, maybe it's not the ShamWow guy. But yeah, that was definitely the vibe of the commercial. But the other things that were featured were the candle. There was an axe with a star on it. And then there was a golden record. Right. So all of this led to golden record. All right, some kind of musician. Uh, then the axe was confusing to me because I clearly noticed the star axe. Star. I was like, is this a star that's been axed? But that's a weird clue to have on here to reference somebody because who wants to be like, yeah, I got axed. Like, I don't think that anyone I wants got to fired. Be- yeah, like that doesn't <laughs> sound great. But then there was also the cake in the face. There was a cake in the face cutscene in the clue package as well. So all of this to then we get to the performance. The McTerrier opens up with a drum solo. And then sings the song Working for the Weekend by Loverboy. And I love the motif. It's all about working. There's there's poodles with jackhammers. There's poodles with wheelbarrows. There's poodles and there's a construction site. And it worked masterfully. Okay. I like that. I didn't really understand what was on the ground, like the, the floors motif, like the visions. I didn't get that. But 
I thought it was a decent performance until you get to the ending where the McTerrier decides, you know what I should do is howl at the end and kind of did like a gasping, wheezing, like, it's like, okay, that I didn't love. That didn't need to be there, but you did it. Well, I felt like that was to cover up for the fact that he couldn't hit the last note. Oh, well, he couldn't hit the howl either. So that was bad on both (laughs) parts. So, yeah, so that was a choice either direction. Okay, yeah. I I felt like it was fine, but after the thingamabob, I was like, okay, then we're back to like regular mass singer. But there was also the big stop on the bass drum. I didn't know if that just fit with the construction site. I assume so, that that wasn't a clue or anything like that. And the thing that stood out to me the most was that very clearly, this guy cannot see through his costume. I don't even know, like... If he can't see through the eye holes and the mouth is super tiny, he can't see through the mouth. I don't think he can say, I don't think he can see at all. He almost ran into Nick when he first came out on the stage. Very clearly during this performance, he couldn't see. And then he almost falls off the freaking stage. Yeah. So he like takes an extra step towards the crowd, begins to start on like, it's like half his foot was on the platform and half of it was in the air. So he started like leaning downwards and then in the battle to like stay up, knocks the helmet off or knocks the mask off seemingly by mistake. It genuinely felt like it was a mistake. I don't think this was a stunt they pulled. Um, And then we go to commercial and this was this happened before the Firefly stuff. So mm-hmm. after the Firefly stuff, I'm like, what even is this episode? Too much is going on. But then they put the mask back on the McTerrier. Everything's seemingly fine. We were OK. Everything was okay. But I don't know. I feel like they might have taken a peek at who it was and they're like, let's just get rid of the McTerrier now. I don't know. They're covered with those full head things. So only the their face is exposed. Mm-hmm. Like we know that they go back into hair and makeup and then they take the mask off. So they like do their hair and makeup up nice. They're in these weird little like head things. You know, like it's just their little circle, circular face. But what was weird to me is how easily that mask like flew off it did flow i mean it's a little sus i mean it could be suspect but then i would argue that and let's just skip to the who the person is real quick so Mm -hmm. this ends up being a duff goldman world-renowned pastry chef who I, i found out features heavily on um the food network now I don't know Duff Goldman. I feel like if you're a Food Network fan, you definitely immediately know. I I did a watch party with some of my um uh community over on my Discord for this and a few people did know who he was immediately and a lot of us were like, mm-hmm. "Who?" So, yeah. then I would argue to you, they have never. When's the last time the first person unmasked was not someone who was like very very known, you know? Like in the first season, we had um, the football player whose name I forget, who has been heavily featured in more controversy this year. Um, what was his name? Who? Exactly. From okay. which season? Season one. Oh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Season two was um, Johnny Weir and Ninja got on mass mm-hmm. in the first episode. Season three was Lil Wayne. Season four was... Was that the dragon? Sarah pa- no, Sarah, Sarah Palin 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 Season three, episode seven. Really? Yeah. And I know that off the top of my head because it's specifically season three, episode seven. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Season four was Buster Rhymes. 
Season four was Buster Rhymes. Season five was Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Season six was Dwight Howard. Yeah. These are all and Vivica a. Fox, immediately recognizable names. Immediately. So yeah. for me, I didn't think that this fits what they've been doing with having like the first boot be someone notable or someone like <gasps> they're on the show. So that's why I think it was an accident that they just let be the first boot. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess we'll find out like once the cycle. So, so then, okay. So the Cyclops and the Ram, right. Theoretically, are then the other two more famous people that would be on the table. That's why I think maybe the Ram I'm- is like a, like a known quarterback, like a, Ooh, maybe not Peyton Manning, but like, Ooh, you yeah, know, it's definitely not Peyton Manning. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, then what else do we have on the old McTerrier? What were the initial guesses for the judges here? I don't remember what the oh. guess is, Judge, but I can tell you what I'd guess. <laughs> uh, please, I mean, I would love that. Tell me that. <laughs> All right. I had two schools of thought. One, they're both embarrassing, and one is slightly less embarrassing. So I guess I'll start with that one. Okay. So my first thought was like, okay, well, maybe because I saw the gold record. So I was like, well, maybe it is still a musician, but it's not a singer necessarily. Maybe it's a drummer, right? Because they played the drums at the beginning. So then I was like, okay, what other, and I was trying to make the guess quickly, mind you. So I was like, what if it's the drummer? Cause at the beginning, so it's a dog, a material. And the beginning says, what's up dogs. So I was like, maybe it's the drummer from the, the, the group that did who let the dogs out. It's the Baja men drummer. The drummer from the Baja men. Do they have a drummer? So that's your first, <laughs> that was your first school of that thought. Was who was your second focus. school of thought? Okay, my second school of thought. I saw this smashing the cake. Okay, you smash your face in the cake, smashing cake. And then also it's like a pie in your face, kind of like comedian vibes. I saw the axe. You like smash things with an axe. What if it's Gallagher? (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) you had two schools of thought. Both schools of thought you flunked out of and presented these guesses. The drummer for the Baja Men and Flippin' Gallagher were your two guesses here. I think it fits. I mean, obviously it wasn't correct, but like, (laughs) I feel like I was close. The Baja Baja Men, do they have a drummer? I feel like they're all just singing. (laughs) (laughs) Drummer for the Baja Men. No, I don't think they have all right. Well, who let the bad guesses out? Liana, 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 Liana. Okay. Um, speaking of bad guesses, uh, Ken fully leans into the Scottish accent and says Mike Myers. And then Nicole also leans there and says Ewan McGregor. And then Robin Thicke says flee from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I guess Robin's guess is the best. (laughs) I don't even know. They kept these guesses. Okay, the three of them kept their guesses. Then Jenny McCarthy for the final guess says, I think it's Jeff Ross. The Roast Master General himself. Oh. Oof. That was an Mm -hmm. oofer right there. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then there you go. Duff Goldman, pastry chef, out of the building. We move on. Done, 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 done. All right. Now, Liana. Yes. 
Before we come back next week to talk about the four remaining here once again, let the people know where they can find you and what else you have going on. Ah, yes. You can find me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. I am podcasting about Survivor. Mike Bloom and I are doing a B&B for the season of Survivor, which is always super fun. We're going to have uh, Mary and Asia on as guests this week. So the Love is Blind crew will be coming in, maybe not so blind, to talk about the latest episode of Survivor, the premiere. And then I'm also talking RuPaul's Drag Race with Beth and Amon, getting into everything. We covered the finale of UK versus the world, and we're plugging on with season 14 as it is. Lovely, lovely. Um, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. Definitely come through, say hi. Always appreciate it. Um, podcastically speaking, I've got 90 day going on with Rob Sesternino. We're about to, we're getting close to the end of 90 day fiance before the 90 days, but then we just found out today season nine of 90 days coming back. So we've got that going on. That'll be on the same feed. So you're covered there. Bel Air, amazing show over on Peacock. I cover that on post show recaps with Chappelle. So definitely check that out. Check us out over there. We have a good time with that too. Uh, I just did the survivor draft with. Liana right here over on the RHAP network as well. And I will be talking Big Brother Canada extensively, uh, specifically Friday mornings. You can find me talking about what's going on on the live feeds over there. Now, last but not least, if you can leave us a rating or review for this podcast, it will be appreciated very much. Go over to robswebsite.com slash mass singer. That's M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. We do appreciate it for feedback and for other people finding us as well. If you're enjoying this, please do so. We'll be back next week to talk about this group once again. Well, I guess we'll call them Group A for the second time. But until then, take care. Have a good one. And we'll unmask you then. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the same thing.